0: Good morning everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Medic Mornings. Today I have with me a very special guest and I'll let her introduce herself.
1: Hello. Um I'm Senna and I'm a first year medical student. I'm studying at the University of Exeter and yeah, I'm here to talk about my gap year with Fiona today.
0: <laughs> yeah, so that's basically what we're going to be doing in this episode. Uh, We're going to be talking about FOMO during gap years, um, how to maintain those good grades and how it affects your experience of medical school starting. We are also going to be talking about the transitions and, you know, gap year life in general. So buckle in and let's get started. So the first question I'm going to be asking Sina is, Why did you decide to take a gap year?
1: So um, I actually spoke about this a few times before, but um, mine wasn't really a planned gap year. It was more like at the time of the pandemic and stuff, my university was struggling with places and I needed a document from my exam board. So it arrived a day after the deadline of the university. And so um, I was actually planning on moving out, but then my university just emailed me saying that because my document arrived way later they have to kind of defer my entry and yeah that's the way it went about it really i just had to do it because i had no other option
0: <laughs> that's so shit like maybe yeah. you'll see the university in like a different light after that experience
1: yeah. but i realized that actually because at first i felt really bad um i felt like it was just unfair on me because i was already 19 at the time and i did a retake year um but now i am actually really glad that this came by and this just happened even though I didn't want it to be
0: wait so you took two gap years
1: yeah one retake year in the gap year but apparently it counts like two gap years so yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) so how was your experience during from the first gap year to the second gap year like were there any discrepancies any differences
1: so, with my first gap year, like I would call it retake year, and with that, it didn't really feel like a gap year because it was just me going to a different college for a year, repeating year 13 and just you know preparing for exams so it was similar to year 12 and 13 it was just like a year 14 afterwards so it wasn't like a gap year where I could you know do lots of things that I wanted to um it also kind of had the university application stress in it with the interviews and whatever so it didn't really feel like my gap year and it didn't really feel like a time that I was going to take out for myself and my development if that makes sense but um I feel like I love my gap year, but I don't love my retake year because it's still involved A-levels and lots of exam stress. So, yeah.
0: That's so big. how many A-levels did you retake? Did you retake them all?
1: Yeah, I, I retook them all, yeah, because um, obviously, in, I think in I was supposed to finish my college times at 2020, um, but then obviously because of the pandemic and the exam cancellations, I couldn't get the grades that I needed for medicine. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just did a retake year really mm-hmm.
0: during your retake year was it like oh just going to college like an extension of year 13
1: yeah it was a full time like you know i i went to school every day and it was just again um as i it was just like a extension of year 13 and it just felt like it as well
0: oh okay so what did you do in your actual gap year then
1: oh with my actual gap year actually i worked um mm-hmm. i worked at a care setting as a positive behavioral support worker mm-hmm. which like I've never worked before like in my entire life and it was the first time I you know I earned my money and it was the first time I was in a setting and working with other people and I was the youngest of all the workers so it was a bit of a different experience for me where I kind of got to know different people in the actual life because in college like we are more or less together with people that we're similar in age but without mm-hmm. know, I had like literally someone was 40 there and I was 18. <laughs> and you know, you can think about the gap kind of. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, but uh, I worked, I saved up for university for my travels. I read a lot. I pretty much just like listed out the things that I wanted to do with my life and with mm-hmm. this year. Even though at first I was really unhappy with it. I was really, you know, I thought that it was just unfair on me and I just don't want this to happen. And what am I going to do with a year? Like, will I be able to spend it? well enough or will I have Mm -hmm. lots of regrets afterwards that was one of the biggest fears that I had in mind but then with the help of my best friend and somebody that I really um value uh the opinions of um I kind of just sat down written down the things that I want to do this year and that you know when I look back that I wouldn't regret or I wouldn't just feel like I wish I've done that so I just written it and then the first was working because obviously earning money and saving up is like what, well, like, most people do in their gap mm-hmm. years. Exactly. And, um, yeah, and I also wanted to, like, um, kind of travel around as well. Um, so I sat down. I've written it working or reading the books that I wanted to read because even though reading is a habit and, like, you can do it whenever, even though you're really busy, you should be able to find time for. But at A-levels, for some reason, I just couldn't. <laughs> and um, it was really yeah. bothering me because, you know, like, I'm just 19 and this is a great... Age for me to actually develop myself and my ideas by reading lots lots of different books and you know, understanding different perspectives. Mm -hmm. So, at that time, I was just like, I literally went to Waterstones and then like bought a few books for myself. And because the book is brand new, it just has given me the excitement to start and finish it as soon as possible. And then I just started my reading journey as well. I planned out what I want to read and what I don't want to read. So, it really felt good. I really missed those times
0: uh also like a side question like (laughs) like deviating away from the gap year um topic like how would you recommend like reading to someone who's trying to become more like an avid reader because my vocabulary I feel like has just gone downhill but like what would you recommend like first tips for someone who's trying to get into reading
1: to be honest, like I wouldn't call myself a really good reader either because I didn't really have it from the childhood. It was a habit that I've kind of developed in my gap year because I wanted to, but I just didn't have the time to, or maybe I just mismanaged my timing back in college. So I guess it's just about <clears throat> uh, getting recommendations from your friends who like to read and kind of finding the, the type of books, the genre that you like to read. Because for example, I don't like fantasy fiction. That is a fact. And if I'm going to grab a book that is a fantasy fiction, obviously it's going to bore me and it's going to just push me away from reading. So it's mm-hmm. about finding the right type. And for this, you can literally, uh, there are lots of people that are suggesting books online. You can ask your friends, your people that are around you that like reading, that will give you an idea of what you are interested in. Kind
0: mm-hmm.
1: of. It's about finding the right thing, honestly.
0: Okay. Oh, that <laughs> sounds... Amazing. All right, (laughs) moving on to the next question on the actual schedule. How did you combat FOMO as a gap year student? You spoke about how you're, you know, like devastated because you're already took a retake year. So you're already a year ahead of other students. But how did you combat this FOMO, like this little fear that you had?
1: yeah with me it's double the fear actually because um obviously my friends were at first year in uni when i was doing my retake and when i moved on to my gap year they were in their second year and now Mm -hmm. they're in their final year so and i'm i've just started you know and i've got five years ahead of me and um It's a really bad feeling. It's just I tried to focus on myself more, honestly, because at the time I was really mentally exhausted as well due to three years of stress, the pandemic, you know, pandemic affected all of us. And um, I was at a really exhausted point at that time. And, you know, looking at my friends and what year they are didn't really help me or didn't really help the way I felt. So I just stopped. Honestly, I just stopped looking at them. And the FOMO, in terms of that, like I was just thinking that, you know, will I be able to spend this year full of productivity? That was my biggest fear, to be honest. It's not like missing out. But um, so for that, I literally um, did lots of things that I wanted to. And, um, you know, I, this opportunity, maybe my other friends didn't really have it, but I have it. So I might as well just make the most of it. That's the way I started thinking. And I just stopped looking at my friends and what they're doing and also even when I was in my retake year they kind of had their universities online and mm-hmm. they weren't happy about it either so it's so not like, like
0: I'm good I'm <laughs> all right exactly
1: because they're not going to uni but you know I was like even if I was to be in uni I wouldn't probably be living the uni life to its full extent you know mm-hmm. so at that point I just stopped the comparison because everyone's life is different and everyone's Goals are different. Therefore, it's just about your life and your timing rather than anyone else's. So that's the way I started thinking, really.
0: So it's like make the best of a sucky situation.
1: Exactly. Yeah. (laughs) And now when I look at that sucky situation, I miss it a lot. So please make Uh, the most.
0: (laughs) So, what would you say to gap year students to like maybe summarize in one or two sentences how they should get over that fear of missing out?
1: honestly, it depends on them because I always wanted to have like a solid hobby that I can still carry on with. So I started a blog and that made me feel nice. And I bought myself a camera with the, with the money that I earned from, you know, my workplace. And that for me kind of made me forget every negative thing that I was thinking about my gap year or the comparison that I was doing with my other friends. So what I would, obviously advice is for them to sit down and write down the things that helps them feel better about their situation. Mm -hmm. And um, because obviously everyone's different. So what worked for me may not work for them. So write down the things that you think is going to help you and feel better and have your gap year to its full potential. Um, Write them down, start one by one. Obviously, this is a year that you have to take out for your mental health as well. So do not like put a pressure on yourself to make it really really productive because you need some time out you know Mm -hmm. and um trust me you will need that you will need that before you start university for sure 100%
0: I feel like I'm like taking this advice myself because I'm always like oh my gosh I need to make the most of this I literally need to work my butt off to like give myself a head up for medical school but kind of listening to that now it's just like make the most of it you know go travel
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah when you're actually in the situation you don't realize it but Mm -hmm. since I actually like since my gap year was in the past I can just look at it and reflect on it so I guess I hope people can take these advices and just apply it to their own situation not to feel regrets and also um like spending time with your friends and family even if you don't realize that you know you're going to college, you're really busy, you just study all the time, because you want to do medicine, but time is actually going, like, you don't have that much time, anymore you're exactly. going to move out for university, and um, you may not spend time that much with your family anymore, and since they're there, just make the most of it, spend time with your friends at, back at home, I really am happy with that, because now everyone, like, even my friends back at home are like kind of moving out to different cities. Mm-hmm. So that was my last opportunity to actually be with all of them together at once, you know. So it's just life, make the most of it, spend time with the loved ones, and, you know, just work on yourself, really.
0: I think that's so sweet that you, in that moment, you were able to like think ahead. Like you were able to step out of the box and be like, okay, this is what I need to do before everything ha- happens all at once. So. I'm really glad that you made that decision for yourself and it's the right decision. Okay, the next question is, did you do anything academic during your gap year and how has it affected your transition to medical school?
1: Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Simply no. Because um, <clears throat> I didn't want to bore myself with those academic stuff, even in my gap year, because my gap year was special for me and mm-hmm. I didn't want to like, do any studying or any you know preferably somebody can read articles about the course that they're going to do time to time I did that but it wasn't like on purpose I wasn't like oh okay let me just sit down there and do some like reading for my course you know and it's just not going to help you that way um in terms of my transition I guess even though you like study or whatever it's not really going to make your transition a lot easier because it's it depends on you and your potential at the end of the day Mm -hmm. and um So, yeah, like I didn't spend because I didn't spend any time on my academic stuff because I just wanted to have a year out of it and I didn't want anything to do with it. But I did some reading around certain topics that, you know, caught my interest. So, yeah, I mean, do I regret it? Not really, because I needed that time. And now, even if I don't want to, I have to be in it and I have to study and I have to be, you know, related. I have to be in the academic thing because I'm in uni right now. So, you know, just take it and shape it, whatever you feel like and whatever you think it's going to give you the joy of your
0: gap year. You know, I love that. Do you think that you as a gap year student were disadvantaged in any way? No, you know, I was also thinking about
1: that. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going there and I'll be 19 or 20, whatever. And people will be 18 and I'm going to be old. Like, I'm not going to be able to like fit in the age. thing." <laughs> and I was just beating myself for it. When I actually came to university, trust me, at least 60% of our year one cohort has taken a gap year. No one ever regrets it. So- 61% around 60 roughly but oh, you know wow so many people has taken it and in there there are it's it's such a great thing because it's such a diverse like place because there are people that are like graduates um you know there are people that has taken several gap years like myself or people that has taken one gap year only but it's just a, such a diverse place so I didn't really feel like you know, my age mattered at all, because I've got friends that are like, you know, four or five years older than me, 10 years older than me, or, you know, it's just about your timing, as I said earlier. So no, um, even though I was really, really stressed out about the age situation before coming here, but I've actually seen that gap here isn't something you should be like scared of, or, you know, you should stress about, instead, just make the most of it and enjoy it. Because when you come to uni, no one cares what you've done before. It's just you're in the same class, you're going through lectures together and, you know, oh, you're a graduate. Oh, that's really cool. And that's about it.
0: Mm. So it's like collecting all those life experiences.
1: Exactly. No one's going to look down on you because you took a gap year. Bloody hell, no. (laughs)
0: All right. Our next question is, do you think good A-levels mean good grades in school? Mm. I'd love to hear your opinion as, like, a retake um student because, you know, the first time you might have been kind of, like, cheated by your teachers, you didn't really show your full potential, but now that you've achieved your, um achieved grades, how do you think that shows and how does it compare to your more, like, A-star, A-star, A-star um, students mm-hmm. in your cohort?
1: I guess, like, um i wouldn't i wouldn't specifically look at the numbers like i wouldn't specifically look at the grades but it's just about how well you can study and how well you can cope with the stress um with me personally and how well you can cope with failure as well because with me i just don't know how to cope with failure and i'm still working on it even in med school, it's just you know it's just stressing me out and um you know, causing you to have some really hard times. Um, but even, like in med school, it's just an understanding because people are their top, of, like everyone in my group, for example, they're at the top of their classes, right? And now we're all in the same class. So what? Tops of the tops. Think of it that way. And obviously it somehow puts you, a pressure on you, but I wouldn't say specifically on grades, but the where you study and the effectiveness of that study in. Mm-hmm. and if you can ask for help whenever you're stuck that is really important as well um and trust me like even though people got like three a stars they still come here and they decide to drop out is it because they they can't do well or is it because like I don't think it's about the grades it's about the passion it's about the the study and the habit of it and mm-hmm. the way you cope with certain situations like failure stress or whether you can ask for help or not really
0: I think it's that humility to be able to like understand when you need help and when to ask for it. Exactly. What do you think is like the efficient or effective way of studying like to your opinion?
1: <laughs> to be honest <laughs> um like I don't know um I just am a person that like I just do hours and hours of studying I know it's bad but that way I just don't feel any guilt um but the way like <laughs> about it is I just avoid my phone and distractions and I like to be in a quiet place preferably my room I can't really study that well in a cafe or like you know I don't really like studying in a library as well but again it's it depends on the person you are and your preferences but one thing that I would say is making a plan like making out a to-do list so that you know what you have to do and I put stars next to the things that I have to do first so prioritizing is really important planning is really important and also avoiding any distractions because literally you can be sat on your desk for hours and hours but you're looking on your phone but you've got work in front of you and it's just not going to work is it so it's about the focus so avoid anything that will affect your focus even slightest
0: so exactly so it's like being productive versus feeling productive and feeling productive is when you like study hours and hours and don't get much from it but being productive is when you study hours and you get the information encoded in your mind
1: and I feel like um because I I'm just like four or five months into medical school I still haven't figured the best revision way yet and even though it kind of stressed, that's my cat, sorry. Even though it's stressing me out time to time, um, I still like, I have to give myself a transition time, right? Because year one is there for you to figure out things, figure out the way you, the figure out what works for you and what doesn't. So yeah, but these tips that I've just given are the things that I've been applying in A-levels and now as well, and, and that are helping me. Yeah, hopefully it will be helpful for them as well.
0: <laughs> it will be. All right. Our next question is, what advice would you give to students thinking of a gap year?
1: Yeah, I would say writing down their options. So if you're rejected, what do you want to do? What do you want to go about it? Do you just want to take a year out and try again? Or do you want to go to a different course Or do you want to just take a year out, travel around and figure it out later? It really depends on what their expectations are. But I would say just writing them down. That's what I've done in my retake and my gap year situations. It was a really tough decision for me. And it was really disappointing in this a really upset situation for me. I cried a lot back then. But sometimes you just have to kind of push yourself. And if you know what you want to do, if medicine is what you want to do, then it's really... It's really worth it. Mm -hmm. It's really worth for you to push yourself towards something that you have passion in. So I'd say plan it, get the relevant help, ask, email to universities and see which unis accept the gap year students because I don't think not every uni accepts it unless it's really extraordinary. But Mm -hmm. um, look at the universities and just plan your gap year. If you're feeling shit right now, what's going to help you feel better? sorry oh she's so cute <laughs> I literally locked him in the in one of the rooms where he got out somehow so anyway but yeah as I was, <laughs> just find out things that are going to help you spend time with your family and people who support you on this journey emotionally so mm-hmm. so that hopefully you'll get over it time heals
0: what's another piece of advice you would give
1: spending time with yourself
0: mm-hmm.
1: um I used to be a person who needed to be surrounded by people before my gap (laughs) came. And if I wasn't, then I would feel down and I wouldn't know what to do with my time. Mm -hmm. But you have to figure out how to spend time with yourself. I know you've I know probably they heard it like a million times or what, but it really, really helps you reflect on who you are, who Mm -hmm. you want and what you want to do. So like
0: getting into journaling. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh, journaling, taking a walk by yourself, listening to a podcast that you like or listening to music that makes you feel better or starting a hobby, you know, that that's going to stick with you for the rest of your life. You know, Mm -hmm. these are these may seem little things, but they actually make a huge difference.
0: Yeah, I used to be like such a huge people pleaser. I don't know if you can relate, but I would do like so many things that were so out of pocket for other people that they probably wouldn't do for me but kind of like going into a gap year I was like I know my worth now I yeah like I I don't accept that bullshit from other people (laughs) um, exactly you
1: just just figure out what kind of people you want to be surrounded with in university because that's Mm -hmm. really important and if they're not your people then you're just going to be you're just going to stay away from them because you won't let them drain you you know. Mm -hmm. this is the way it goes really but again spend time with yourselves y'all Honestly, do this
0: (laughs) you might feel a bit like lonely and deserted at times but it really helps you like reflect on yourself and think about you know how shit high school was like this people I surrounded myself were so toxic and going into a gap year it's like the number of communities and the number of people that are in your little pond is so much bigger than you anticipated. Like there is a world of people out there who there's going to be people that you definitely resonate with rather than have to kind of fit yourself into a little box. And
1: Um, this was one of the biggest fears of mine, not being able to fit in because Exeter is not like at the time, uh, what I was hearing about Exeter was that it's not really diverse. (laughs) Yes. that true I mean people just come your way you know if you have good intentions and Mm -hmm. if you're you're friendly then they'll come your way and you don't really have to get on well with every single one you're not going to love everybody you're not going to be friends with everybody you know and Mm -hmm. once you accept this fact you literally stop trying for people who may not be worth it
0: exactly i remember in year 12 i was like the new kid so i was trying to get everyone like trying to be friendly with everyone but now it's kind of like you choose people who you know are good people and have good intentions and you can kind of feel that from them
1: that's for the best honestly
0: (laughs) all right that's it for today thank you so much for tuning into my podcast um, thank you, Senna, for being such a great guest and for giving us so much insightful advice into taking a gap year. I know lots of people will like take lots of advice from you and will be very grateful for your um, time here. And if you guys would like to find more of my podcast, make sure to go on my Instagram at Medic Mornings, where I usually host um, Q&A sessions and take questions from you guys. So make sure you check that out as well make sure to look at my website, themediocredoctor.square.site where I put all my YouTube updates as well as my notes. And follow me on Instagram at themediocredoctor. Senna, what are your socials?
1: Um, mine is SennaCert on YouTube and NSS the Medic on Instagram.
0: And I'll put them in the description below. All right. Thank you for tuning in and see you next time. Bye-bye.